0: Thank you. Lexington, my name is Catherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my every Monday night show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Happy Monday night, everybody. Uh, I hope that everybody's getting geared up for Turkey Day this uh, week, and uh, you got some really good plans coming up. Hey to Amber Benteen, my beautiful neighbor. Good to see you. And she, Sheila Sunley, good to see you. Uh, tonight's episode is very interesting because it's a different kind of karma. It's not the normal kind of karma, but I'm going to explain to you kind of how this works. Have you ever said to yourself, well, that's what I get for being nice, or that's what I get for trying to help? <laughs> and... Uh, Maybe you have gotten involved in a situation trying to help somebody out who you see that's having a hard time or that's struggling just to have a disaster happen to you, along with everything else that's going on. Has that ever happened to you? Hey to Melissa Begley. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and Lana Lorraine. Good to see you. So... um. I think pretty well if you're like an empathetic type of person at one point or another, you have rude today that you got involved in somebody else's bad situation. <laughs> oh, thank you, Angela. Hey to Angela Shields. Awesome. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's not often that you get such nice compliments at my age, so... We like that. Let's talk about karma for just a minute. (laughs) Happy Monday to Dawn. Um, Let's see if anybody notices any trolls on the comments, please draw my attention to it. (laughs) Oh yeah, thank you Melissa. I like my hair long too. It's so much more convenient to take care of. Actually, Um, You know, you would think that this would be harder to take care of, but it is so much easier long than it is short, for sure. All right, on to the topic. And I'm not seeing anybody from YouTube joining here. Hmm, oh well, I'll go back and see what happened later. Um, I'm hoping that it is streaming on YouTube where it's supposed to be, like that's supposed to be the primary string is, is YouTube. Okay, Karma. How many of you guys really know what Karma is or you think about Karma? Let's see in the comments if anybody, uh, like, do you think about the things that you do causing karma and when bad stuff happens to you, do you recognize the karmic return that's coming back to you? And I'm going to give you an example of that. Let's say, uh, I'll I'll give myself as an example. Um, You know, Post-menopause and all the surgeries that I've had for cancers and adhesions and stuff that that are intra-abdominal, yes, I'm overweight. Okay, I'm fat. <laughs> Let's just be frank about it. Um, I only have one kidney left from the first surgery, so I can't have too much protein. And I don't eat sugar, but... I have to count, like, the protein that I eat, and so I probably am eating more carbs than I should, but I can't eat too many vegetables because I have irritable bowel. (laughs) So, So overweight is just an existence that I have to deal with. But let's say a friend says to me, not being mean, I don't think, you know, You really need to move around some more. You really need to go on a diet. You really need to. And they sort of make fun. And then a year later, suddenly that person has some metabolic problems and they end up fat. The thing is, do they realize that that could be karma for poking fun at me? They're either going to recognize the karmic return or they're not. Let's. I want to make sure I catch all of the, uh, the comments here. Hey Alita, thank you for <laughs> chiming in and letting me know that the YouTube is streaming. Um, let's see, lessons or beginnings. Abs- oh, so Taya T- T- says, absolutely I do. I can totally feel that it is karma when it returns. And Amber says, treat those as you would treat yourself. Yes, that, I mean, that's an awesome r- rule to go by. Um, and Dawn says, I don't think that they will realize. And I agree with you, Dawn. I don't think that they make the connection. But so the first type of karma that we know and relate to is the cause and effect. And so actually, let me just read the definition for karma. It's a Sanskrit word that roughly translates to action. Is a core concept of this. In some Eastern religions, such as Hinduism and Buddhism, with, with karma, like produces like effects, or cause and action. That is, a good deed will lead to a future beneficial effect, while a bad deed will lead to a future uh, harmful effect. So, it's Uh, cause and effect but of similar type of energies but what we're talking about tonight is called karmic entanglement because it's a totally different type of suffering so we have to look at what is the entanglement and how does it work big shout out to my son Mike Lawrence on YouTube thank you for joining good to see you tonight okay entanglement And it happens in the quantum field or in the quantum states because we're talking about energy connections. So quantum entanglement is a physical phenomenon that occurs when a group of particles are generated, interact, or share spatial proximity in a way that the quantum state of each particle of the group cannot be described independently of the state of the others. Now, how does that have to do with you trying to help someone? (laughs) Okay, as empathetic people, we are good at fixing things for others. That's one of the things that makes us so unique is the ability to fix or correct a situation for someone else. Because of our perceptual insight, We can look at the problem and see what needs to be fixed. And then it is in our nature to go about and fix that. But when we do that, um, often we cause an emotional investment or emotional attachment to form. And when you do that, it's an automatic engagement through energy cords. Okay, that's the quantum entanglement. That we're trying to talk about is when you go about fixing and you assign an emotional attachment to it and I think that we do that because it's a reflection on how we fix the situation for somebody or how we make it better or can we make it better it's sort of I don't want to say it's our own ego because we do it willingly and we honestly want to try to help the person, but we have an emotional investment and emotional attachment because we want so badly for our ability to fix the situation to work. So that causes an energy cord attachment and that causes quantum entanglement. I hope I hope you guys are are um, understanding this. Let me check for questions. Hi to Ina Thompson, and a big shout out to my buddy Judith. Good to see you here tonight, and a big shout out to my daughter in law Brooke. Awesome, good to see you here tonight, or I'm glad you're listening. So our fixing of the situation is what actually. Is causing the entanglement to happen and so when we get entangled with this let me show my little diagram when we get entangled with this um, that is when we automatically incur the suffering of the cause and effect from the first person's karma So that's when you start to regret getting involved and trying to fix the situation for someone. Um, So the entanglement causes the karmic return of the suffering for all the people that are entangled in the situation. So, you know, people who care about the initial person who's having the trouble, Oh my goodness, a troll. Here we have a troll. Check this out. Well, that's quite interesting. You know, I don't get um I don't get trolls very often, but that's what this little button is for here. <laughs> um, let me figure out how to hmm Well, yeah, not sure how to go about banning a person on here. Hmm. Yeah, I agree, Ina. There are lots of people with hate in the world, aren't there? And the thing about that is you can't give them, you can't, um, Can't give them any energy. Don't give them any energy because when you do, that just kind of drags you down to their level. Um, So back to entanglement. Not sure how to get rid of that. Huh. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Taya, they definitely will have some karma from that. Okay. So when you have, (laughs) when you have, other people who are entangled in the situation, let's say uh, you have a person who is maybe they are entangled with a person who does drugs and they're trying to help that person and they're suffering along with that person. And then we have the mom and the dad of the person who are also emotionally invested. And then w- what we have is a huge predictability of everybody involved in the situation now so let's go back to karmic challenges so the reason that we have this cyclic it's which way this way so the reason we have this cyclic um over here the cyclic thing i'm sorry i got i got a little rattled by that and i got off track So let's start with karmic challenges. Anytime that you have a cyclic situation in your life where you say to yourself, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep ending up with this? It is because your predictability or your pattern of decisions are creating the negative outcome. So what you have to look at is how can you get out of this karmic challenge changing your predictability to change the outcome. Now, when somebody uh, steps into the situation and they want to fix it for you or help you fix it, it does not require you to exit that loop and make a different decision. Okay, that's why the suffering is reoccurring is because if someone else tries to fix this for you or assist you, you're not required to change your own predictability, the way that you approach the situation or the way that you make decisions with regard to it. One of those has to change or you stay in this cycle of repeat repeat the same decisions and the same outcomes are seen okay amber says i'm so like this and been so much damage and lessons learned in taking other on others problems teaching a teen not to do this is also challenging oh my gosh i can't even imagine but it's definitely a tough one but with awareness possible so i'll share this with her Hey to my best buddy, Rob. Good to see you. So glad that you're here. And um, we may just have to talk about (laughs) you becoming a moderator. We had some uh, (laughs) Adolf Hitler Nazi party kill all Jews forever (laughs) comments earlier. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're going to talk real quick about how how you can help someone without becoming entangled okay so entanglement (laughs) does not cause a change or recognition of the person directly involved in the karmic challenge and that's the problem challenges for that person produce the same results in a cyclic pattern because of the pattern of this predictability that they have according to cause or decisions that keep producing a certain effect. So, hey Georgia, good to see you. So how can we, as empathetic people, help the ones that we love but don't cause entanglement for ourselves and allow someone else to exit out of this I keep forgetting it's this way, this way, <laughs> this way. Uh, how can we get them out of this loop? How can we help them? How can we get them out of this loop? So, what you want to do is you want to avoid, avoid the entangled energy that would and so how we do that is we want to give the person the tools to rectify their own situation. It requires that they take a different action and that gets them out of the karmic challenge loop because there's a different energy that is interjected into the loop if they have to take action on their own. So if you can give them tools or resource information so that they can take action on their own accord, you're not entangled in the situation. The quantum field is not entangled You may still have an emotional investment, but it is not as closely linked as it would be if you were actually trying to fix the situation. (sighs) So Rob says he would love to help me moderate. Thank you. We'll talk about how to do that later. Um, yes, and the fake accounts, gosh, it is becoming a huge problem. Uh, yes, Brooke says they definitely have to want to help themselves first. Yes. Uh, so they can take action on their own accord, thereby changing their karmic patterns. So you want to encourage them towards a different decision and then give them the resources, that they need to carry that out and then also this is the hardest one of all especially for moms and dads <laughs> is to allow for another person's own destiny failures and the allowance disengages any emotional attachment from developing there because uh, as empathy and using your clairsentient ability you can employ blocks and shields to augment, allowing that person to fail, uh, stepping back and allowing that to happen and not assigning an emotional attachment to diminish as much suffering as possible on your part. Now, if it's a close family member, of course, there's still going to be some degree of suffering But you have to realize that um, you trying to fix it is not going to help the person. Uh, Allowing them to fail and then not attaching to it emotionally as much as you would if you were trying to fix it. Whew! Can you believe that? So George says, I usually end up enabling instead of helping. So, Georgia, when you enable, let's look at enabling for a minute here. When you enable, do you think that or do you feel like it makes it easier for the person to stay in that karmic cycle or karmic challenge? And how many of us that have tuned in tonight, uh, do you feel like that you guys have... Enabled, unaware, like unaware that you were enabling someone um, by trying to fix the situation, it allowed the person to stay in that dysfunction longer uh, than it would if you had just let their destiny take over. (laughs) So Georgia says, oh, definitely, I'm not helping either of us it is a hard subject and it is a hard thing to do, especially if you're empathic and clairsentient um, because we are definitely good at fixing things for other people because we can see, we have that, that uh, extra sight. We can actually see and perceive where things have gone wrong and, and the steps and the things that need to be done to fix it. But if, You know, if you can do that sort of indirectly and not get entangled in the situation, you can save yourself a lot of suffering. Now, one thing that came up in a session that I had, (laughs) Angela says, been on both sides, yes. One thing that came up in a session, uh, I guess it was, it was last week? Yes, it was last week. Was, um... And I'm going to do a show on it next Monday night, and that is um, the fact that when you put up wards on your home, let's say you have some negative energy you need to get rid of, and you put up wards specifically to keep that negativity out in strategic places, maybe specific gemstones or whatever, uh, and you get start having problems and you start seeing that there are things that are showing up at your house and maybe there's some negative stuff happening we gotta look at how often classically uh, you need to take the wards down and redo the energy or reward it because once you put the wards up the energy attenuates now there is a natural order of things on how to do this and we're going to discuss it next week for sure so stay tuned for that any of you people that use like selenite or quartz crystal around your homes to um like a protective grid or whatever you need to tune in next week to find out how often you should redo this Um, because there's a natural way to there's a natural sequence to this that we need to talk about And uh, so if you know of anybody who needs that information, share the show with them and tell them to tune in next, (laughs) next Monday night. Absolutely, Amber. I mean, we all do. Whatever energy you definitely program or put in place attenuates, and there's a natural sequence to refreshing that. And you're going to find out next week. (laughs) Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed the karmic entanglement and the entertaining (laughs) Nazi comments there. (laughs) You gotta laugh. I mean, people are just so funny these days. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Until next week, I hope you guys have a fabulous week, and things go well for you. You have a, a great Thanksgiving, and uh, big love to all of you guys. Kisses from Kentucky, and I'll see you next Monday. Later. <laughs>